Shabbat Today we're going to speak a little bit about Peh. Even though there's things left there, we uh, this you take home. It's a gift given to you from the Munks Kehila and uh, the Seder Gomer. Rabbi, so let's take on the Kuda, which is more maybe Lemaise than what we spoke about till now. Bonatchil. Uh, it says in the uh, in the, uh, the on, on the korban mus on the korban oila that we bring on Rosh Hashanah. It says not like in the other parshias. It doesn't say that he crafted oila, but rather the asisem oila. So say Chazal that a person has to make himself kilu ikafte mezatzvachem. There's not only just a drush. Salach Alamai said that the Leo Rabba brings down in the Shukhanach that that's the reason why we have to have Slichas four days in advance at least, you can't have it less than and you, we always start in Moetzei Shabbos but it has to be f- at least four days in advance that's like this year we said last night Slichas and not the following even though it's not the last Shabbos of the year because you have to have four days to inspect blemishes which is called Biku Mumin and therefore uh, why, who's a Korban here? Says the Rabbah, we're the Koban. Why are we the Koban? Because it says we craft them oila, and a person has to make sure that there's no blemishes in what he's taking upon himself for the coming year. That's what the Rabbah says. Halchada. That's what it is. By the way, it's not a sugya today, but just to point out that in Lashon Hakodesh, there's a little misconception that people think that the word bikul or bikul choylim is to visit the ill. It's not. In fact, it's in Hebrew. There is no such word for, bik- for visit. In Lashon HaKadosh. Enkaz Levakia in Lashon HaKadosh means to investigate, to check out, to see what's needed. Ramesh finds in Paskins that Biku Cholim can be done by a phone. Because it doesn't mean to visit. Achatovo Vitodun is it called visiting through a phone or not. But rather, to check out what he needs. What the Cholim needs. You could do that by the phone. The, the concept Biku Mumit is the same concept. Biku Mumin means to investigate, let's say, Lashon HaKadosh, the, the Boker Ve'erev. So the Radak says, Boker means Levakia, to differentiate and to see what, what's happening, because there's light in the day, therefore it's called Boker. But there is no word in Lashon HaKadosh to visit. That's a come if you ever heard anybody asking the question, Chobakasha, Astir in the Pasuk. Why? What's the Kasha? For one point of view it says, Achashat Mizashem Oisavakia, Shifti Mizashem Kol Yemei I want to be them the ganzer of my whole life. Levakir v'hecholoi. But then I'm only going to visit the zechol. How could it be that you're a visitor if you're there the whole day? There's already kasha that I heard already a few times in my life. And the kasha, like we say in Yiddish, funk nishton. It doesn't start. Because levakir does not mean to visit. Levakir means to investigate and to see. Right? Like Biku Mami. Okay, so back to our suga. So four days in advance you have to say slichas because levakir mumi. Why? Because you are the Korban. Which Korban are you? Oila. That's what the Pesach says. Basisim Oila. Oila means everything is given up to HaKadosh Baruch Right? That's Korban Oila. We said it today, I mean on the last Slichas, we said, uh, over there it says, Yiratze Ke'oila Ke'kolil. Well, it says Oila Kolil. Right? Because again, that's the concept of Korban Oila, which means, Natanotin HaKol. HaKol. Who's the one who injected in the world the concept of Elul? You know, if I remember from our yeshiva days, Elul! That came from Yisrael Salanter. 
And he's the one that always stresses how important it is and how serious it is. And I, I, I mentioned already once that they asked the brother, uh, so in Yiddish, does Ergaf and Abel? Is it worse than Abel? In the old days, I mean, old days, in those days, the, the thing that was, uh, which personified fear was a bear. You walk in the forest, it's not like there's a bear. Oh, yeah, but then it's very frightening. So they asked the Bistro Salanta, is Elul, is, uh, I'm asking, is Elul like a bear? So he answered, no, Elgif and a bear. It's worse than a bear. That's why. So what He says, I'm not afraid of bears. He says, I'm petrified from your court case. That's what Dovid Amalek says. So Dovid Amalek says he's not afraid of a bear, but Dovid Amalek says he's petrified from a Kaddish Bochus then. So that means it's worse than a bear. That's what we saw Slant used to answer. He proved it from the Pesukim to him. Because of Michad Yisa, but Me'idach Yisa, we know that Rabbi Sol Slanter says that if you take upon yourself, we'll read inside Rabbi Sol in this Nakuda, if you take upon yourself tshuva, even in one thing, but like Gitsini, and you're genuine about it, you're called already from Bali tshuva. And you're joining the Mahalach of Rosh Hashanah. That's what he says. And Rabbi Sol Sharabi, in his uh, Musa, in the Siddur, before the Tkiyas, also says, that uh, a shefe has to work only with tshuva. He says it's like a, like a lulav and sukkah. It's part of the mitzvah sayayim. And if you take upon yourself even one thing, it's a beginning to enter the day of uh, Hashanah. That's what he says. So how do we reconcile these two approaches? Michad Yisa approach number one, that you are a korban oila. Every yid is a korban oila. He has to declare to Kodesh Bochul, I'm giving everything over. Hakol. Not 10%, not 20%, not 95%, 100%. That's Michad Yisa. Mi'itach Yisa, if you take upon yourself one thing, in a genuine way, that's the beginning. Bishol Salater, the one who's the one that says, who's Machmiran Elul, that's what he says. So how does it work? So I just, uh, there's a Dakota here which is, uh, I think, Levi Yodea Moras Nafshay. For everybody, this is a sugya. The sugya is that the Rabbisol Salanter in his Sefer Ari Yisrael, you know, if you are from Musa, you're not from Musa, this Sefer is Hafla Vefele. He doesn't need any else coming from someone like myself. It just, it's Mardik. The Ari Yisrael, when he says something, he doesn't write a lot, but what he wrote, Eisen Baton. It's proven, it's chayas, it's svardik. And here in, in Michtav Yudzain, he speaks about a nakuda, which is nogea to all of us. I'm just going to read the keta, which is nogea, the one, it's, the whole thing is nogea. Here. Ki adam l'amal yulad, l'ilchom milchemes mitzvah, v'achoiva alam l'siyagea b'avodas Hashem. A person was born to toil. Because what does he say? It's a, he has a different kind of Hebrew, but it's not such a long agaris. Says Absol Salanter. Maybe a little hagdom to what he's going to say. On the brach of Zichwanis, we say Zoycher Habris. That's the bracha that we conclude in Mashana. Zoycher Habris. So we already spoke about once that you said of the Goyen, and in Hebrew you have an axiomon that are very known, everybody knows it. It's called Kairis Bris. Remember we spoke about it? The Choris Bris. And these two words always go together. Krisis Bris. 
And the famous question is, it's Mamash and opposites, can you say Because what does Kodis mean? To separate. What does Bris mean? To put, put together. So what's Kodis Bris? Literally, if you translate into English, you know what it means? The separation of togetherness. It doesn't make words. Or the togetherness of separation. Mazah. So Rashi and Chumash took care of it. Everyone remembers how the Rashi took care of it? Rashi, two places in Chumash, that they would take an animal, cut it into two, Nabuch, poor animal, and then go between the two parts of the animal. So the Kairis is on the animal, and the Bris is on the two parties. I guess, what's the idea of that kind of ceremony? Just like these two parts of the animal are two which are one, so we also will become two which are one. Mashuk of that. But the Vilna Goyen, in one of his spooky swarm, I would never get to it on my own, but Ramesh Shapiro once brought it down in Shir, on his commentary to Sefer Yitzira, and Perik Aleph Mishnachas, so the Goyen, a muiritik in the Kuda. Really a message for life. Says the Goyen, how the question that mankind is struggling with from Adam and Chava, how do two people become one? How do two become one? According to any mathematical equation that we know from math, and who will ask of Amos, who will help us with this, and the la- the, the, the Latin math, it's even a special kind of math, two and one are not the same. It works out, Nahon. So how do two become one? It doesn't work out. How do two become one? Says the Goyen, you know how two can become one? Only if there's mutual sacrifice from one part to another. And koiris means you take something which is so dear to you and you cut it off and you give it to the other party. And the other party does the same. And that's how two become one. Says the Goyen, but that's what it means, koiris, please. To cut off something which is so part of you and so precious to you and you give it to the other party. And the other party does the same and that's how two become one. That's what the Goyen says over there in Sefer Yitzhah. That's what he says. It fits in very well with what the Maral says about the mitzvah of halva. The mitzvah of means also that when you extend yourself, meaning what's the Havana, what the Goyen is saying, if you just, if a person just, meaning the Nukuda, the Muskal Rishan is that we're all very self-centered. And we all really care about ourselves. And ourselves only. So how can I care about another Yid? If someone will become part of myself. That's the Eitzah. Like why do we care about our kids? Because they're ourselves. They're an extension of self. So Adam God, called Klai soul is an extension of himself. How, but how do you do it? This is what the speaks about, Korach HaMesina. If you give yourself over to other people, so you're being invested in other people. So you now appear in both places, where you originally were, and where you're now being invested in. And consequently, you'll connect to that other party, because he's vital to you. So the, the Hashkof HaRishana is that you're spreading yourself thin, and you're losing out. But the Ashkof of Mor'aymik means you're expanding your circle that others can be included in as well. So you are a bigger entity than before. How do you enlarge your entity? By investing in others and giving over to others. The Maharal says the same thing about the mitzvah of halva. The mitzvah of halva, the proofs from the Gemara, it's a mitzvah even to give a loan to someone who's rich. Just to anikai them. But there's a mitzvah to give a loan even to someone who's rich. Why? If he's rich, why are you giving him a loan? What's the mitzvah? So Zokdak in the Maral and Sifat Zdaka, he says, because the mitzvah of Halva is not like Zdaka. Zdaka is to help the needy. If he's not a needy, there's no mitzvah. So let me cash a few, a few stacks, a few bonds, Nishkafalach. But the mitzvah of Halva is to extend yourself and to include others in yourself. And to perpetuate Achtus in Amisrael. That's the mitzvah of Halva. And it's nice to have also some rich friends. You have to have Dafka poor friends. 
It's nice to have also rich friends. Meaning there's a mitzvah of achdus even if someone is rich. That's what he points out the Ma'av. Therefore there's a mitzvah also to someone who's an usher. I always think to myself that the word halva means, according to the Ma'av, makes a lot of sense. I, I'm, I'm with you. You know, you're not, you're not by yourself. I'm with you. Look at the difference between English and Hebrew. If someone needs a halva, so in English it's called alone. And in Hebrew halva, in English you're all alone. No, no one wants you. You're all alone. In Hebrew, halva. I know it's both a little bit different, but it's the same kimatya, so look it up, you'll see. Okay? You're alone when you want alone in, in, in the Galatia world. And, and I'm yourself, halva, I'll give you a hand. You're not alone. That's the whole concept of halva. Ani melaveotcha. Ani itcha. Halva, like levaya sames. The whole thing of levaya. Levaya of a guest. Halva means, I'm with you. You're not by yourself. Okay. So now to come reconcile this Nakuda over say, here comes an uh, the sort of slander. In our avoidance Hashem, you have to be constantly involved in Krisis bris. What does that mean, Krisis constantly involved in Krisis bris? And then neighbors will be Zecha bris. You constantly have to be involved in being out of your comfort zone. Every day you got you gotta be out of your comfort zone. And, and you take upon yourself something which is out of your comfort zone, and you work in it, and now it already becomes part of your comfort zone, so go right there to the next stage. Never remain in your comfort zone. That's his side. If, if, if I reach, the, uh, let's say, a certain kind of madrega, or whatever, a certain kind of hellgel, not madrega, that I'm used to getting up already in the morning and early. It's not a problem for me. You know, in our age, it's not a problem. We're not teenagers. It's not a problem. Right? Not a problem. And we get up on time, we dive on time, whatever, and it's not so much an avoider for us to get up in time. It's, it's posh it. We do, we do it, uh, we do it in our sleep, computer, we get up. Or uh, whatever. The question is, uh, everyone should supposed to ask himself, and this is what I was speaking over to my wife on Shabbos, I'll tell you so much you have to say. In your voice Hashem, is there anything you do throughout the day which is against your comfort zone? That's not avoider. That it's crisis, please. I wake up in the morning, I go teach the I wake up Shachis and I get and I go teach and I say Shir, I have a Khabrus of Yaimi, yeah, yeah, Bokhashem, I give the talk up, fine, Bokhashem, and then I come home and then after the work, Minchamarv, I go to Shir, learn again, and then I go to sleep. Was there any time of the day that you stretched yourself beyond what you're comfortable in? On a regular basis. That is the avoida. That's what Rousseau Slant is addressing in this letter. I, I, I was sitting in a bar mitzvah on Lil Shabbos with, uh, with my wife, of course, and, 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 and Dan Antroy. And um, my wife tainted, I hope she's wrong, that uh, what I learned throughout the day, whatever, no, it's not avoida. Because I like it very much anyway, I enjoy it. It's not If you'd spend time with me, she says, that's Navoida. <laughs> you know, all wives say the same uh, music. Sit with me, those are, that's Navoida. For you. But if you sit and learn, or you learn the Gwal, you learn Maral, well, that's what he loves. She tells Diane Andrew, that's what he loves. That's what he loves. That's what she tied it. So Diane Andrew told her that, you know, they can tell Nagdama what we know, that if you, le- if you enjoy learning Torah, it doesn't take off in the Lishma, but really the Egli Talis are different, addressing a different point. The Egli Talis, we know, the Agdama, 
to the Egletal, the Sochat Shabbat Rebbe says. He writes over there in Nagdamo, since we mentioned it, he says the people are telling him that if you learn Torah and you enjoy it, it's less Lishma. And what's called to learn Torah when you don't enjoy it? That's Lishma. So that the Egletal, the Legami disagrees with. He says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us the Torah to enjoy it. The, the biggest lie is the Baruch is Vaharevna. If it's second best, that's what you're asking for? How could you ask every morning Abed Yavid? So for sure it's a lechatchila. Oh, but of course he says if a person learns Torah only because he enjoys it, nothing to do with the Eibushter. For sure that's wrong. It's like eating matzahs and Lila said, or not because of the mitzvah, just because he likes matzahs. For sure that's not right. But to say that if he enjoys it, it decreases it, it, takes, it, it decreases his char. No, it's not. It's not the Chazanish said on that hagdoma of the Egleital. What did the Chazanish say? Spitz litrish. That's what he said. He was a rebbe. The Egleital. Spitz litrish. He says that's litrish etah. So, but the kuda is, is, is there a, a stage in our day-to-day life that we're going against our grain on a daily basis? Rabbi Sol Salat says, Dvorim Nuroim, if not. I'll read to you his lashon. He says, Mefersh. Ubezot haloneida, ki adam l'omol yulad, l'ilchom milchemes mitzvah. His choiva is to toil in worshipping Hashem. Again, it's all Yisraeli Gerd Yudzayim. Not only to preserve only what his teva anyway allows him to do. And what's a little bit to let go of. So he's not over Hashem in such a kind of case. The devil is just following naturally what he does. He says, even if he does all mitzvahs, it could be called perikol. Perikol means removal of a yoke. To go ahead and do things that you don't want to do. If you're not going to train yourself to do things against your will, he's susceptible to any other in the world. We're speaking about someone who's become tired mitzvahs. That's what he says here. I'm not going to make a point. The point is that that there has to be that that it hurts. Ow! To physical exercise. Physical exercise also. That, that's exactly how do you build muscle? How do you build kachas? Uh, uh, by going against your grain. You know, it's a known joke that someone came and said, "Okay, everybody, let's do exercise." Up, down, up, down, up, down. That's one eyelid. Now the second eyelid. Uh, <laughs> eyelid. You went up, down, up, down, down. That's not exercise. Push-ups is exercise. Eyelid, it's not exercise. Because it's, it's not schwer at all. Every exercise means definitely because it's schwer. If you're going to do exercise as long as it's not schwer, you won't build the thing. So we'll go on the treadmill, let's say, for five minutes and we go off. Nothing happens. Nothing happens in that. Dafka because you, you pick up weights. If you pick up a, 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 a this, nothing, you won't build anything with that. Dafka because it's a, a little schwer. And then, then it stops becoming schwer. You got used to it, so then you add more weights. And you go back and right, that's how you do it. You always have to go, what the CNN says, go beyond borders. I know when I try, I told you when I go on the treadmill right here, go beyond borders, go beyond that. 
that is part and parcel of our Avodah Hashem to go neged hatema on a daily basis. Dafka when you're tired and you don't have koch to learn. Dafka when you're not in the mood to go to Chavrusa or to Ashir. Dafka, then you should do it. That's what it says. I mean, this is so fun to, I mean, I have these conversations at least five times a day with my boys in Hasmanian. Uh, this I don't like doing, so I'm not going to do it. I don't like Gemara, it's too, it's too difficult for me. I'm going to stick to Chomesh. And like a lot of times we find that because things are difficult, we shy away from it. It's not that you should do it despite the fact that it's difficult. You should do it because it's difficult. That, that's what it means. I've the big year. But if everything's natural and everything's sweet and everything's already we're used to, and you know, but let's say we worked at it once. So obviously it's true. We once learned that you said that if something was difficult for you and now it became easy, you don't get less chah because of that. Remember when we learned that you said? Again, it's a grotto, it's a salad also. For example, um, I, I was give the muscle. For, for me to learn four hours straight is difficult. For Chaim Kinevsky, he, he gets it 20 hours straight. Four hours straight is, is, is klum. It's like they say in America, a piece of cake. So let's say I learn a chavusa of Chaim Kinevsky. Halavai. Someone arranged, I'm learning a chavusa of Chaim Kinevsky. Four hours. He, four hours, breezes through it. Uh, uh, for me, it's Kriyas Yamsov. Who gets more schar? Me or Abraham Kinevsky? Who I do? Lafum Saraga. Right? Lafum Saraga. For me it's difficult, for him it's not. So I should get more schar. Says if he's a no. If he was born that way, that's easy for him to learn. And for you, it's, uh, you're right. But if he was born like you were, he just trained himself. And while you played basketball, he sat and learned. So now it's easy for him to learn. Because he didn't waste time. So he's going to lose out now because of that? That's impossible. If so Santa says that's impossible. Who are they also when it comes to the Avera part? If someone did an Avera, Nasus looked at her, and then he became a shtickle even addicted to the Avera. So could he ask a Kodesh Bochu now to say, Hope Rahman or something? Because I got addicted to it? So the Chofetz Chaim also wrote already about cigarettes. The Chofetz Chaim has already wrote it. And Zochol Miriam Perik of Gimel, Says the Chofetz Chaim, what will be if someone is into smoking cigarettes and now he can't stop? Well, HaKadosh Baruch will give him less of a punishment because now he cannot stop. And he was saying that to smoke. He didn't know then about the health issues that we have today. Because it's a waste of time, it's a waste of money. That's what he said. He says, you can tell me you got used to it already. It's very hard for you to withdraw. Well, HaKadosh Baruch will take that into account. Says the Chofetz Chaim, no. Why not? What do you think he says? Why not? You put yourself into it. Someone told you to get addicted to cigarettes? You got used to it. Now says look ahead, and now you can't stop. Then HaKadosh Baruch doesn't take into account. And so he said, I'm so slanted. I'm so slanted, the one who says it. And both ways, for good or for bad. The dogma, uh, the famous Kasha of Ramban, I heard this once from Simcha Zizel Breude, Zatzal, the Roshiba of Heaven, that he brought down the Pasuk, it says the Pasuk, Vehemin Ba'ashem, so according to Rashi, what does it mean? Avram Avinu gave a lot of credit. I'm sorry, Akudish Bahu gave a lot of credit to Avram Avinu that he's a believer. That means Akudish Bahu gave Avram Avinu a lot of credit for the fact that he's a believer. Someone is willing to do Akedas Yitzchak? For him it's peanuts to be a believer. Why should he get such a reward? That's what the Ramban asks. And therefore the Ramban disagrees with Rashi. He learns the Pesach the other way around. 
answer to Rabbi Simchas on the Kasha Damban based on the Simchas Lanter. It's true that once Avraham Avinu does the Akedah, so for him it's easy to be a Maimin. Do you remember how he started? Do you know he was the son of Terach? And yet he became a Maimin? It's unbelievable. Hi, now it's easy for him? You don't get less schar. That's for sure. You don't get less schar because it became easy. But for sure, it does not mean that you should remain with that. Forget about the schar. The schar you don't lose out. It has to be that you are toiling. And you're avoiding Hashem. Toiling means that you use deodorant. Which means you're sweating on it. But if it's a zorem, like we say in Hebrew. Hachum zorem in English? Zorem. I don't have I don't have real problems waking up in the morning. And then uh, you know, I like learning my dafiomi in the evenings. Yeah. And then supper, then I come home, then I go to sleep at the ten thirty, eleven thirty. Yeah. So, it's not difficult. Moshe Feinstein, I'll quote you on it. Moshe Feinstein said that you know what was the Chubin of the previous day or two days ago? That there used to be an expression in English, Schwerz is And he says because of that expression, so many kids went off the derch. It's not Schwerz is But what Moshe means, the basics of Amisol, meaning Shemir Shabbos, Halacha, it's not Schwerz is But you have to be metupal and oivet and yagea that yes. You have to be Yagea. And my voice, I'm just uh, speaking out that this is a Yisoyed. It's Kedai to ask yourself, in what way am I going beyond my comfort zone on a daily basis? And once in a blue moon, one night I stayed up very late. Kol HaKavod. Kol HaKavod. The other day I gave Tzedakah even though my mamash wasn't in the mood. Again, Kol HaKavod. But it has to be, it's part of your avoidance. That's what comes out clearly here. On a daily basis to go against your grain. Mamashkacha. If we understand that way, let's go back to what we asked in the beginning. Michad Gisa says you have to become an oila. Mi'idach Gisa, as Rabbi himself says, if you take upon yourself one thing. We're speaking about taking about one thing, which is Navoida, which is a shtickle oila also. That's what it means. Meaning, Mesiris Nefesh. Today we use the word Mesiris Nefesh pretty loosely. It means it's tough, it's difficult, and I'm going to do it. And once I get used to that, I'm going to take up on myself the next level. That's what it means. And as we know, what we learn from the Maral, it has to be like that. Because the definition of Adam, how does the Maral define Adam? Why is it called Adam after the Adama? Hi, everything comes from the Adama. So what's the moral answer? What do we say? Remember what the moral answer is? It says in Chazal, we're called Adam because we come from the Adama. We come from the Adama, it's a derogatory statement. We come from, so like the moral, where did the animals come from? Everything comes from the Adama. So why are we called Adama and they're not? Furthermore, we have 50% that for sure does not come from the Adama. That's our Neshama. Animals don't have that. Animals are 90 some percent from the Adama. And yet they're not named after the Adama, and we are. What's the logic? No, that's not the Maral. That's the Shlakodesh, Adam Alenu. No, it's not the Shlakodesh. Well, that's not the Maral. Adam Alenu is the Shlakodesh. Maral says over and over and over, I'm really the Kinnakuda. Says the Maral, we're called Adam, not to say our derogatory statement, a, 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 a derogatory statement. 
it's because we're full of potential and our potential always has to be brought out and there's nothing that personifies this more than a piece of land soil the produce that it has every year vegetables, fruits, flowers, trees uh, you dig in, you dig out, you build on it it's magic there's no end to the potential of Adam that's why he's called Adama because he's Matzmiach Paris the mouth proves it Mash ink in an animal, he says. You'll never say about a cat, one day she'll reveal to us a talent that we never knew she had. You can't say that about an animal. So how does that, how is that brought up by the name Behema? Ba, in it, ma, it's his essence. It's all there. That's what Mal says. The word Behema really means in our English, what you see is what you got. No surprises by animal. It's not shock that one day she'll do something that you never thought that she could do. Hakol kemedubar. That's my animals. Mashek and Adam. You know, IQ tests, uh, as far as I understand, became old-fashioned. It's like uh, intelligence quantity. You're measuring how many people could reach? It's endless. It's pressure endless. I mean, all of us know of stories. I mean, I know from my friends. Uh, I remember, I, I, I said once over one, they're not going to go, of course, into names. A fellow, he was a year older than me. He, he quite was always a year older than me. That didn't change. And he, I remember him very clearly when he was 14, 15, 16. He was a nice citizen. But that's all you could have said. Meaning a, a very average fellow. In everything. And me this and Kishwin. Nothing to write home about. Today he's considered one of the biggest mumchim in the world, Amdini Mominus. When Munisim Karelitz has some questions, he sends them over to him. It's unbelievable. No one would have believed he could have been that when he was young. <laughs> That's what Adam is about. Adam is constantly to bring out a potential. Produce. To produce, to produce, to produce. That's what Adam is. If I am the same guy that I was a year ago, or ten years ago, I wasn't an Adam for the last ten years. That's really what it means. If I treat my wife today like I treated her ten years ago, and I lose my temper today, like I lose the ten years ago. Uh, so where, where do I stay? And if you don't stay, you're not called Adam. That's what the model wants. Push it. Push it, give it. Adam means to stay. They said him, Tsukhu Shalevsky. I don't know if I mentioned it. The big Eli. He, he, he remembers this theorem from previous times, but in principle he doesn't look up in his previous theorem, and he writes from scratch. And then after he finished the sukkah this year, then he compares notes to what he wrote six years ago, twelve years ago, whatever. And if it's not better, that's what Rabbi Fredman told me. Iron Fredman's Talmud told me. He sits and cries. If it's not better. He, he pressure cries. What, tw- 12 years ago, I, I wrote better? So where's my shtayin? What I, what I did the last 12 years? I slept? Not my city. So the whole definition of Adam is constantly shtayin. Behema, no shtayin. You know, it's always the cash I had in that manal. I wonder what the Elam would say. So according to the moral, how come only domestic animals are called behema? Why not fish? Why aren't they called behema? Behema means maba. So that's the whole animal kingdom. Fish, birds. So why do the domestic animals are called behema? So Bishma, remember there was a talking fish in Square Town? So he knew how to talk, so he's not included. He developed speech. Good. But normal fish uh, don't, don't speak. And animals... You know, in English, the word the animal kingdom really includes everything. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not for fish. 
When you say it does not include fish. No, it doesn't. The first not. It doesn't include birds. It could include chaya. That yes, chaya bechol behemah. That's what it does say. That's the first one. Then when it says behemah, it can include chaya. But more than that, no. So if the hagdor of behemah is maba, what about the fish and the birds? What would the Rebbe answer? Come on, let's hear Gishmak at that. Abraham, we're waiting for you. Have a seven, have a seven, have a seven. I just want to show how much you're missed. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, I'm a So we get to your hill, it's a kasha. How come only domestic animals are called behema? Because maba, all creatures who are not men should be called behema. But really, the text is pushing. Behema really means, according to the Maral, it's come to say, ich benisht adam. Adam stags, I don't. So always the Gemara says, "Do me the kavosik meaning something which is similar. You gotta say, "Listen," but it's not the same. Hagam, it looks similar. Domestic animals live with a man, and they're with a man. Here's the chiluk. But to say that man's not a fish, the man's not a bird. There's no havamir to compare that you have to differentiate. That's what the Gemara means when you say, "Do me the kavosik When there's some kind of dimyon, there you gotta say, "But still not." But if there's no dimyon, you don't have to be ma'at. The word behemoth is coming la afuke, I'm not Adam. Meaning you have a tzad to compare it to Adam. So what's the tzad to compare it to Adam? The tzad to compare it to Adam is animals that were created also on Friday, and they're domestic and they live with you. So psiyashba is in the kudas dimyon, kamas one that he's not. But you don't have to say that on fish and birds. It's poshit. So let's go back to what we're learning here. So the definition of Adam is that he's constantly growing. That's what it means. It's not always if you think about it. Ramotre mentioned what the Shlokodesh says. That he says a different process that Adamele Elyon. Adam comes from the word Adamele Elyon. What does Adame mean? I could compare myself and I could be like the Abraster. He definitely said it as a word of Avodah But it means in the, in the positive way. Now here, here I want to show you that the Shlokodesh of the Moran was saying the same thing. Because of course there's a pill on what the Shlokodesh is saying. The Shlokodesh is saying that Adamele Elyon is the root of the word Adam. It's very schwer to say that. In the word Adameh, the Aleph is not Otiot Shoresh. It's Otiot Eitan. Eitan means what you use for the future tense. Elech, Yelech, Telech, Nelech. Adameh, the Shoresh is Dalet Memhei. There's no Aleph there. The Aleph is Ot Eitan, not Ot Shoresh. How can it give birth to a word that the Aleph is upgraded to Shoresh? So how could the Shlach say that the word Adameh is the root of Adam by Adam, the Aleph is part of the Shoresh. By Adameh, it's not part of the Shoresh. The Aleph over there is Otiyotetan. So it's a Kashi and the Shlach. Abrahamim Advarim. According to what the Ra'al is saying, that's Biduk Nekuda. What does Adam mean? That he has constant potential to bring it out. What does he need for that? What's the most important ingredient to bring that out? A drive, a Ratzon, a future. Therefore, the Aleph of Otiot Eitan is part and parcel of what Adam is all about. Otiot Eitan means he's planning to do something. He has a goal, a target that he wants to reach. That's what it means. Are you already there? No, but I'm planning to do it. That planning and that that you're looking forward, that's what Adam is all about. Right? That he wants to reach a certain target. So therefore, what the Shlokodah says is only understood according to the Ma'al. Other of the Shlokarish on its own doesn't make sense. L'chura. How could Ot Etan become Ot Shoresh? But if the definition of Adam is constant Lahagia, constant trying to reach, 
So Adrava, a ten is what Adam is all about. It's Pashat. Now the word Lahagia in Lashna Kodesh means two things. To reach and to toil. Yigia is the same word. Yigia, Lahagia, Nogea are all the same word. That you're trying to reach something which is beyond. And you're stretching out. And that could be done only through Yigia. So, uh, uh, davening. Uh, we all daven Bukh Hashem every morning. Uh, w- once we already came for davening. No, Bukh Hashem, we came on time. And we're davening. Uh, what's the tzul of the davening? Uh, is it the same like every day? Am I more focused a little bit sometimes? Do I have a little bit more kavana? Uh, there's always room to go deeper. Always. And that's our avoida. In learning, grad, it's probably easier to do that part. To go deeper, yeah, the mind always wants to go a little bit deeper. So that that's that, that that's easier to do, but in avodas Hashem, it's avoda, and that's what we need for Hashanah. So that's what the Alba Yamim of Bikul Mumin was trying not to say. Sicha says that a person, Lamaisa, what we're speaking about is if a person says, looks into himself and says, so where can I go from now? What should be my first project out of my comfort zone? My day is like you know pretty smooth. Well, Hashem, you know, there's always something that comes up. It's pretty projected, pretty, uh, not projected, pretty, uh, predictable. Pretty predictable, pretty, uh, besetter. Of course, there's room for improvement, but again, who doesn't need improvement? Not too bad, like we say in England. Not too bad. What's my next avoider? It could be in davening, it could be in learning, it could be in midas toivis, it could be in anything to go beyond borders. That's really what it's about. And that is Akovas Oila. That's Pasha, that's Akovas Oila. So what the Rishel Santa says, not, by the way, that's not here. That, this is Michtav Yudzayin. There's Igeres, there's also Igres later on. What he says here in the Michtav, what he says in the Igeres, that doing one thing is, is enough, but it has to be that one thing is, is Libi Upsari. Kerba uh, crime. Rabbi said they all speak about what happened to. I think it's with Elio Essas. I'm not sure. It was some kind of yid in Russia, a refusenik. It's a known story. In 19, when anybody remember when President Nixon came to visit Russia after who knows how many years? The Tanta was called. 69. No, he wasn't president in '69. He was. Of course, he was elected in '68. So no, it wasn't '69. No, 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 no. It's, it's in the late 70s. Or early, whatever. He came to USSR. Ha-chada. He came. He visited. It was a historical visit then. And then, those days, there was a year, I think it's Elio SS, if not, it was someone else, who wanted to leave Russia, wanted to immigrate. And he went to the OVU office, and uh, they told him, no, no, no. And the last time they told him that if you re- reapply again within the next 15 years, that in itself is an offense, and you'll go to jail just for applying. That's what we told him. And uh, what could he do? And President Nixon was walking around the Kremlin, and suddenly he screamed out in a loud voice, Mr. President, could you please help me? And Richard Nixon heard it. And turned around and said, uh, what? So the Russians said, oh, No, 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 I heard someone call it in English. Who is it? And Nixon, against the orders of his bodyguards, who, who, uh, so he wrote me. 
So he called them over. He says, what's your problem? He says, I want to leave the country and I cannot. Can I go on your plane? That's what we asked them. You know, Yiddish Chutzpah, can I go on the Air Force, number one, with you? So he told them, the next thing he asked them, he said, no, the regulations are that you're not allowed to go on my plane. No, just, no. But give me your name and details. He asked one of his secretaries to write it down, and I'm going to help you. And he got him out. That's, a, that's the story. So everybody used this story to bring out a point, which is very true also, of course, that these days it's Hamelech Besadot. That's what the Hasidim call it. Hamelech Besadot means that Kodesh uh, Baruch is accessible. If you try to meet Richard Nixon or any other president of the United States of America in the White House, you don't have a chance. <laughs> You're not going to do it. <laughs> There's 28 doors till you reach him. There's so much red tape of bureaucracy. So you have to be a head of a state or a tremendous contributor to his party. It's time you can walk in and speak to the president. What does it say by Esther? that only if you're not called by the king but he was walking in the streets so no red tape no bureaucracy could you please help me yeah and that's how he got out that's one thing you can learn from that story but there's another thing they learn over that's not overlook it do you know what kind of mysterious nefesh asses had to have to do that move do you know he could have lost his life easily and no one would even notice if he would have asked the Poisek that morning, can I scream out for Richard Nixon to help me? Maybe the president would have said, no, I want to. It's a tremendous risk. And there's so much noise, maybe he wouldn't even hear it. And if he would scream out, they, they would catch him, they would kill him, they would say he's doing a, a balagan in the country. He was nice enough to call the attention of Richard Nixon. That's like how it worked. Because no one else would dare do it. Just imagine a hundred people are going to scream out, Mr. President, could you help me? So you won't help anybody. Because it's so seldom done, because people are afraid, it's a meritic and mysterious nefesh that he had to do that. That's what's needed on Rosh Hashanah. To take upon yourself something that you could call out and say, hey, help me, but to the degree that it hurts. It's not on a pillow or calling up on a mobile phone, hey, Mr. President, could you help me? What does it say? Kishbol opens the gates, but you got to knock. You got to show you really want it. If it's if if it's comfort zone, what we're learning tonight is that the most antithetical concept to avoid us Hashem be'emes is living in a comfort zone. That's what it was about. If you live in a comfort zone, you won't grow an inch. An inch. Even if you do kola terakula, that's already a helgel. Maybe you could make it sushto to hear He felt already. I reached my comfort zone. I told him because well, no, no. As long as you're here, there's no comfort zone. So again, of course, like everything, you need a shtickle. Uh, you can't go to the other extreme. Should I knock my head against the wall? It should be a comfort zone. No, but not to not to relax. The daughter of the Chavetz Chaim told the Chavetz Chaim once, Abba, go to sleep. You're so tired, go to sleep. So you know what he answered. What did the Chavetz Chaim answer? Dagenish, I'll sleep enough. I'll sleep enough. No, I'm not going to sleep. Obviously, you know, Tzikmah. I found out after Tzikmah. Tzikmah, I'm going to say, 
that the daughter of Avchizda told Avchizda, Abba, go to sleep. So Avchizda replied, <coughs> I'll sleep enough. I don't have to sleep now. So there are, with them. the work daily soil remembers that the mamish never went to sleep. Here we have a doctor amongst us who tell us that's probably not healthy to live like that. It's no, so Slater never went to sleep. It just when he, just when he fell apart, he fell apart. Okay, that's his Madrigas. How many hours did Rabbi Yosha sleep? We know every night he woke up at 2.30. And he didn't go to sleep at 8. So, I'm thinking to myself, that's like a sugi maybe that people could work on, sleep. Again, to do it normal, whatever. Do I really need all the hours I sleep? I don't know. You do? Vamos. Yeah? Are you sure? Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know. Other people maybe are not answering now because they actually fell asleep now, but the point is, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just thinking about these Nukudas. Where do you start that you don't drive yourself with sugar? Because that's for sure, that's not what a Kishbahu wants. But Mi'idokhisa, uh, not, not mitzvahs anashim mulumada, really means that as well. I'm in the swing of things, that's how I do it. What I'm sorry? So what Sarah Salman said about sleep, he didn't sleep very much. She said if you, if you use all your waking hours, the Akash Baku said it's Shatta Zishma, you can sleep less. But first use your waking hours. Really? Said, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can get more mileage on your sleep. If Eliash have used his day, then I can talk about Yeah. It's, it's bullshit. Uh, That's a very good point. The first to work uh, to save... Uh, I mentioned this story already once, and maybe we'll conclude with this, but I want to also say another Nakura. I was once in Boca Raton for Sukkot. I mentioned this, right? Boca Raton. Uh, my wife's sister is married, lives there in Boca Raton. Boca Raton is a, is a city in Florida. It's a half an hour drive from Miami. Funny name, but that's what it's called. Boca Raton. I think Boca Raton in Spanish or Indian means the mouth of the mouse. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Of the rat, the mikitza. Ma- Not such a sympathetic Yiddish name, but that's what it's called. And uh, and there was uh, was chalamoyer. I don't remember. Was it yomtiv or chalamoyer? No, it was yomtiv. People came to shul, and the the rav, the rabbi, was a very mutzach rabbi, and the young Israel shul over there was learning with the mishnah brewer. And. Uh, they were learning the Hilchas, uh, I think Sima Kufun and Hay, in that area. How many hours should you learn a day? How many hours should you learn a day? So the Mishabur says, if you work, and you have to, you work throughout the day, you should learn five hours a day. That's what he says. Five or six. I remember now. I gotta look it up. It's Mephesh Mishabur. If you're working throughout the day, you should learn five, let's say five hours. Five hours a day. So the Oilam burst out to laughter. Burst out to laughter. <laughs> you work the whole day and you're still going to learn five hours Avrechim learned five hours a day I mean whatever I don't know you learn the whole day you're in the office and you're going to learn five hours a day <laughs> it's very funny it's impractical and uh, the rabbi himself said yeah you're right I'm just reading what the Mishra says but you're, fine, you're right but that's what it says and suddenly a guy got up in the corner and it was a yomtiv. Now that's I remember now. It was yomtiv. He was wearing like a red shirt or a green shirt on yomtiv, meaning not necessarily. Uh, and he asks everybody, uh, "Why is everybody laughing?" It was like a little strange. Yeah. Why is it? <laughs> At least once a month, it's one hundred percent normal. Now come over here. So why? If she was a little upset, I remember like it was such a little mud in the whole. Why is everybody laughing? He asks like a crowd of a hundred people. 
so they, they thought he didn't hear. They said, because, you know, uh, the rabbi just now pointed out that the Mishaburah says that if you work the whole day, you should learn five hours a day. And, uh, yeah, what's so funny? No, we, we think that's very funny. Because how could you learn five hours a day if you work? So then he said, what, you guys don't waste five hours a day? Look at your day, you don't waste five hours a day? Look how many hours you spend a day on the computer, on the internet, on Facebook, on the computer games, on television, on watching movies. Take a pen and paper, see if you don't waste five hours a day. Go write down everything that you do throughout the day. See if there's not tons of time that you're wasting. So who says that time we should learn instead? Well, why is it so funny? That's what he asked. And there was silence in the, uh, in the, in the, in the, in the uh, I hear people already becoming defensive. You know, they you know how it works. Uh, no, I don't, I don't think that's the way how to look at things. So, whatever. But that was his point. It was the point they're saying the name of Rabbi Tisel. First of all, there's so many hours that we waste till we go to the meal, from we come to the meal, till we do, till we make the phone call, till, so, and economy. It's known that they asked some cipher. How do you become some cipher? I remember I heard this when I was in Yeshiva. I don't know if it's true, but the, he said in five minutes. In five minutes, you know, call it Targula, in five minutes. He says, the five minutes that everybody used to waste, I used to learn. Another five minutes were leaving the house. So what do you do meanwhile? So he said, I used to learn. You know, the five minutes that, you know, we're about to go on the plane. The plane's about to take off. I used to learn those five minutes. That's what some stuff used to say. So it is a Likuda, maybe that's also part of that Boida, to notice time it's been, I remember in the Itri when I learned there, there was uh, one time, there was like four sinks to wash it down. And one sink got broken, so there's three sinks. Another one, two sinks. Actually, and then there's only one sink. Because do it. And a long queue for that one sink. Finally, the Yeshiva fixed out the sinks, fine. But it was like a week that you waited for a good five minutes in the sink. So remember the two friends of mine, Osher Steinitz and Menachem Stein, were Kovea Chavrusa on the five minutes waiting in line. Because we're waiting in line to wash the dime. So they're Kovea Chavrusa on those five minutes. So, Enechinami, that's also part of the Avoida. I guess each one could find his Nakuda what to work on. I think it's really very private, but met. And each one has to decide on the Sulmiva part, on the Aset Tov part, but the Sosanatu in this letter is dealing with these two things as well. But, uh, yeah, I gotta do it. But it's difficult. So, I remember when I was a kid and as a teenager it used to make my, my, my skin crawl. But my father told to me who knows how many times. I would tell him, Abba, it, it, it's, it's not comfortable. It's not comfortable. He wanted me to do something. It's not comfortable. So he told me there's no mitzvah in the Torah to be comfortable. Go over the 613 mitzvahs. Where does it say once? Be comfortable. That's what he told me. You know how many times I heard this from him? A hundred, at least. And every time I heard it, oh. now I understand what we're saying. Who says he's supposed to be comfortable? Okay, not supposed to suffer. Okay, again, but comfortable. We have to be the Yigiyah the of trying to reach and go beyond. That's the that's the, the one thing which is enough, but it has to be parallel to, again, to what the what, what, what he did, Eliyahu Esas. A Moiradik Messiah's Nefesh of one deed. But what kind of Messiah's Nefesh? Hashem Yerachem. Boch Hashem worked out well for him. But the Nakuda is to get out of. Does anybody have any, like, any, any Eitzah? Like a classical example? We have like three minutes left. 
of anybody have an eighth, uh, how do you get out? How do you go beyond borders? How do you go beyond Teva? Tell someone else. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Tell someone else what you're planning to do. Okay, so tell me. <laughs> no, but make it his guidance in, in the sense that you, you don't take, if you say to yourself, I'm going to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you and say it over to someone. If you say it to someone else, like your wife, maybe your wife. I think the wife's the best. Because she's always there. True, but uh, what is that true? But, but I'm, I'm first speaking about on what to make the nether. Yeah. On, on what to tell someone else. Like, if, is, is there any like shetach that we all could, like it's shovel cholnefesh? That's what I mean. I'm sure each one on an individual basis. Again, levi yodei moras nafshay, and everybody knows his chesvonis. But maybe something shovel b'chol nefesh. I don't know. Something in tefillah. Something, something which is a, it's a zach. It's a zach. It's something that could really impact your day. Not that it has to take hours on end, but it's a, it's a real commitment. And not easy. Somebody uh, once told me, in the share, that every year on Erev Yom Kippur, the Malach takes all the brachas we say in Amida, and every bracha which we said with, with Kavano, that is mis, is mitzvah to a, to a whole Amida, provided that we have got we have got Kabbalah in the first bracha. He said that you should go through the, the, the brachas of, of Amida, say take three weeks at a time to each of the brachas of the year to the whole lot. What is what is Kavon in, in, It comes from Sefer. I can not remember the name of Sefer. What is Kavon in Some simple pshat Hamidas. If you consider if you concentrate on one bracha. And that, you say that, that bracha with full kavana, of the simple pshat amina, so that bracha, and that bracha counts towards, is mitzdarif, towards a whole amida. At the end of the year. It slips with it the whole amida, that's no, what it means? No, no. That bracha can be taken with other brachas of the, of the, of the, of the amida, and mitzdarif into a whole bracha, into all amida. And that amida, and that amida is what, is what last year comes at the end of the year. I mean, it's it's mezaka that holds fila. No, no, it combines with others. Ah, ah, ah! I mean, it's one here and one there and one there. Then the year will combine to one. It's mezaka to a whole, to a whole, to a whole amida. Uh huh. So, so go through the brachas. Set a timetable. Three weeks for bracha. That's what you're saying. Masu kazeh. Okay. Okay, Yofi. Shmona Esrei. Okay. To act up once for Esrei properly in a year. Rabbi Sosalant used to say again, there's 355 days in the year, at least three davenings a day, on Shabbos and Yom Tov's even more. Make a judgment, it's about a thousand davenings a, 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 a day, a year. You should become an Adam Godel from it. What, a thousand times you davened? Psh! Adam Godel. Okay, these are all the points that, Rabbi said, really, it's not a one, as bang the gamano, it's a constant avoider. It's a constant of going How come a Kodesh gives us to live in Bochashem 80, 90, 100 years? Because there's things to take 80, 90, 100 years to do. If we could do a chick chak, we wouldn't live that long. So that's because it's a lifetime thing. But this is a Nakuda of, uh, of the four days before the Bikul Mumin of before we do the Korban. Okay, I'll be saying, 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 I'll be sa